1: Restrictions apply. Prime
0: membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports
2: Radio. Made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. Come on in. Stay a while. ESPN analyst J.J. Redick will join us. Get us ready for tonight. It's Game 5. Heat at the Celtics. In case you're wondering, for entertainment purposes only... The Heat are getting eight and a half tonight in Boston. Do you believe that point spread? Well, that's what it is right now. And if you're wondering about over-unders for tonight, I'll have that for you coming up as well. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. My plan gives you control over your phone, your phone plan. To celebrate, we're giving you the opportunity to control Marvin's cookout playlist for tomorrow. You pick the era of the music he's going to play, 70s, 80s, 90s, or the aughts. Right now, the 70s is crushing. Go to danpatrick.com. You vote on the playlist you want to hear tomorrow on the show, and then tune in for the Meet Friday. Make sure that uh, you check out My Plan. You can do this with uh, everything you want with your plan. You choose what you want Thanks to Verizon. All right, play of the day, stat of the day, poll question, all of that forthcoming. And a few other items here. John Morant, the police department, did a welfare check after he had a cryptic message on Instagram saying goodbye to his mom and dad, uh, his daughter. Turns out he was saying goodbye to, I think, social media. And uh, at least that's what we're told so far. The NBA has not disciplined him yet. And that's something I want to I want to ask J.J. Reddick about that. What does he think will happen with Jay Morant? But uh, John Morant, it 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 you know got my attention when TMZ was reporting it. It wasn't ESPN reporting; it was TMZ, and it felt like there was more to it. And uh, thankfully, not. But I wonder what exactly. And it's a good thing to leave social media right now if you're John Morant. I don't think you have to do it in the way he did it. You just leave. Social media. But with the cryptic message out there, I think we thought the worst. Uh, Poll question today, Seton, what are we going to go with?
3: Well, we got one from Paul, and we've got a slew from the toddler. Slew from Todd. Yeah, we could start with Paul's, though. I'd rather my team get swept in a series or lose Game 7 at the buzzer. Okay.
2: This is something that Todd brought up yesterday, where do you want to have that pain, the agony of losing Game 7? And my point is, yes, I want a game seven. I don't want to go four games. If you said to LeBron, hey, you want to get swept? You want to go game seven and you lose in dramatic fashion? I think you'll go down. You'll go down, you know, firing. You want an opportunity there. Now, we do bring this up because there was a sweep in hockey. The Florida Panthers swept the Carolina Hurricanes. Although I don't know if it was a sweep, according to the Hurricanes' head coach, here is Rod Brindamore.
4: The unfortunate part of this is he's going to look back and everyone's going to say he got swept, and that's not what happened. I watched the game. I'm there. I'm cutting the game. We're, we're in the game. That that we didn't get, we didn't lose four games. We, we got beat, but it's you know we were right there, and this could have went the other way, and this could have been four games the other way.
2: Okay, Paulie, would you check? How many games were in this series?
5: Yeah, it wasn't best to nine, Dan. It was best to seven. They lost, uh, four to zero. Okay.
2: Your Hurricanes. Now, is that a sweep?
5: I don't want to call out Rob Brindamore. I don't want any part of that. Okay. So I'm
2: not, I'm not going to go there. Did the Nuggets sweep the Lakers? Felt that way. Okay. Yes, Donna.
6: Technically. But you know, one team wins, one team loses. There's other things involved. You can't just go by the four game to nothing thing.
2: I get what he's trying to say. You didn't get embarrassed, but you did get swept.
5: I mean,
2: no, no, you did. Let's wait till all the you, cards are counted. You, you got swept. Every game was competitive. Uh, they had Matthew Kachuk, and you didn't. Pretty much that's what it came down to. Yes, Paul.
5: To be fair, we're not hockey experts. Maybe it's not called a sweep oh,
2: in hockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. All right. It's, not, it's not a sweep like that. It's... All right. Play it again just so I can understand what. Uh... <laughs> What Coach Brenda Moore is talking about.
4: The unfortunate part of this is he's going to look back, and everyone's going to say you got swept, and that's not what happened. I watched the game. I'm there. I'm cutting the game. We're, we're in the game. We didn't get, we didn't lose four games. We, we got beat, but it's. You know, we were right there, and this could have went the other way, and this could have been four games the other way. It it could have, and if it gone four games the other
3: way, it would have been a, sw- a sweep. He goes, we, we got beat, but we didn't lose four no, games. No, we did not. I mean, we did, but yeah, we didn't, yeah. like, lose them like yeah. that.
6: Yes, yeah, We talking. cannot lose and still win <laughs>
5: in the yeah. national hockey. They score more goals, but they didn't outscore us. in the. the, the, the yeah.
3: Golden Knight they won every game of the series, but that doesn't mean that. We
6: just happen to not win any of those first four games. That's really what
3: it is. If we played longer, then uh, you know maybe we would probably would have got one. That's yes. what I'm saying.
2: Golden Knights versus the Stars, and uh, there could be a sweep. Well, I don't know. Is there gonna? Would it be a sweep? If yes, Marv.
7: No, they would just lose four games. Okay. Not a sweep though. Okay.
2: Once again, not hockey experts, but I thought it was a sweep. Yes, Marv.
7: Ooh, the hockey callers? They're calling in. You guys don't know anything. You guys want to just talk <laughs> hockey? We're talking <laughs> hockey.
5: You got Zamboni. Maybe they call it something else in hockey because they don't sweep the ice. They Zamboni the ice.
6: Yes. I do appreciate the positive spin because sweep sounds like a harsh word. Like, you know, maybe you got blown out. You didn't even have a chance of winning one game. They were competitive. But technically, they got swept. Move on and accept it and wait till next season. Okay.
2: One goal games. How many did you win? None. How many did they win? Four. That'd be a sweep.
3: But they played better than what a sweep They they did. They did. They did.
2: They did. did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, it still counts as a sweep. Though. It does like, yes. four zero. Yes, yes it does. Yes, Paul.
5: Florida Panthers. Are Panthers indigenous to the South Florida area? I, and I'm just asking. There's, that's one of those uh, mascots. Right? Is there a background there? Is there a hook there? Mm. Panthers. Mm.
2: Well, I don't know Carolina Panthers. I don't know how many Panthers they have there. There's
5: more mountainous in the Carolina area. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you find them in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Right. So, yeah. Yes, he. I believe that they are. Uh, one of two native cat species in the state. Okay.
5: Uh, is that off the top of your head?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're not hockey. People. If I'm not mistaken, panthers have been documented throughout much of the peninsula, even into Georgia. Okay. That's just off the top of my head. Okay. Oh,
5: the team is named for the Florida panther, Dan, an endangered species of large cats uh, natural to the Everglades region.
3: Okay. Yes, Tony.
6: I think you're just as likely to see a panther as an alligator or a crocodile in the Everglades in parts of Florida. I think that's true. It's very common.
3: If memory serves, <laughs> it, the core population, uh, I believe, is found in the Lake yeah. Okeechobee region. Okay. That I, I, I could be mistaken. Somebody check that. You can't right. let
6: your children go out and play in the streets because a panther could come running up to them. You've got to be really safe with these <laughs> kids.
3: panther or a bobcat? I can't tell in Florida. There's yeah. so many of them both. Like
2: Matthew Kachuk could come right up. You come home right after school.
6: You get right home. Those <laughs> panthers are running all over the place in the backyard. <laughs>
5: it's not the heat. It's the panthers that yeah, get you down there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh. Okay. We crushed that. Yeah, we did.
3: <laughs> Nobody covers hockey like we cover hockey. More in this state <laughs> in the state of Florida, more Panthers or more Rays fans going to games. What is the uh least apt name for
2: a you know, nickname for a team?
5: Oh, so the nickname that makes no sense whatsoever. You've been to Salt Lake a lot, Dan. How many jazz clubs would you say there are there in the Salt Lake area?
2: I think I've been to one jazz club. Okay. Just because I wanted to go to a jazz club in Utah in Salt Lake just to say, oh, I went to a jazz club there.
7: Yeah, Marv. Was it owned by a jazz player or were they playing actual jazz music? I don't know. Like, oh, Howard Isley owns this.
3: Howard Isley. You could have a jazz club there and it have it all be team memorabilia.
2: Yeah, be like John Stockton's (laughs) jazz club. Coming in yeah. there. Hey, what's up?
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, where's the music? Rudy Gobert.
8: Donovan
2: Mitchell, he's gone. Was that your Louis Armstrong or something there? I see trades. That's great, Danny.
7: <laughs> Five first-round pigs.
6: I love that. Wow,
2: That, that is bloop, bloop, bloop yeah, right there from Marvin. Well done. Well Come done. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right, what else do we have as far as the poll question goes?
3: Well, things are going so well. I don't know why we'd pivot over to Todd's, okay. but we could do that. <laughs> okay. No offense. No yeah. offense. NBA playoffs
6: headline tomorrow more likely will be. Things are heating up. We're headed back to Miami. Did you buy into Celtics? You got ripped off.
2: Okay.
6: Is the NFL becoming more like flag football? Come on now. That's just silly. Sure is. My co-ed rec league has more contact. (laughs) (laughs) Now i got to pronounce Matt Kachuk.
2: Yeah, I'm not even asking you to say who scored the game-winning goal for the Panthers.
6: But here's a valid question. Matt Kachuk and the Panthers sweeping the Hurricanes and playing for the Cup is a huge story worthy of much discussion and analysis. A nice accomplishment. Anyway, who do you like in heat something?
2: tonight? <laughs> Here's Andy Reid talking about the new kickoff rule.
6: I don't know. We'll have to go through all that. I've, I, my thing is, where does it stop, right? So you start taking pieces. And, um, you know, we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away or you be playing flag football. All
2: right. And he's got guys who can return kicks, you know. He had Dante Hall, you know, Tyree Kill. Nicole Hardman, and, uh, you know, those are weapons. You have players who can change a game. And Andy is saying, now what do we do? Uh, And I wonder if, is there something in two years from now? Because that's what happens with the NFL. It's like, all right, we're going to do this now. See how it goes. And then we'll get a larger sample size on data, returns, injuries, all of those things. I still think, you know, the punt return is just as dangerous because these kickers are so good they outkick their coverage and therefore you do have returns now they've taken out those you know those crackback blocks blindside blocks hits but still you're you're creating something where somebody has time to build up speed and you're going to have
3: collisions there yes Seaton did you mean it was dangerous as in a dangerous play or a dangerous play to players the it, kickoff is still dangerous
2: it's a dangerous play to players, the, the uh, punt return is. I think so. But they want to do away with the kickoff. But you still want to have a kickoff to kick off the game, start the game, and and give the illusion that, hey, kickoff, hey, they could take this back. But that usually doesn't happen. And we're looking at the number of touchbacks. Plus, these kickers are so good, you're, you're telling your kicker, basically, kick it out of the end zone. That's what. That's the reason why we have you kick it out of the end zone. Or if you can have those pooch kicks or whatever they're called, where it's inside the the five and the fifteen yard line, then maybe you pin them back. Yeah, Paul.
5: But the new rule just uh, crushed the pooch kicks. Now you, can, if they pooch kick it to your six it, yard that's line, a fair catch. Fair catch you're at the twenty five, like college football. Yeah.
2: All right. What's the poll question we're going to go with?
3: Why don't we go with uh, Would you rather get swept or? Lose at the buzzer. Okay, let's go around
2: the room. Lose at the buzzer game seven, or you get swept sort of like the Carolina Panthers and the L.A. Lakers did. Todd?
6: I guess you want to go the distance, even though it's heartbreaking to lose right at the end like that.
2: You do not believe that because yesterday you sang a different tune.
6: I did sing a different tune, but yeah. I, I got a chance to get a good night's sleep. and. Uh, What's the one you of? really
2: believe? Oh, you really had to sleep uh, on him?
6: <laughs> no, because I'm thinking about my favorite team, and I'd rather them not. I rather them be able to make it interesting to the very end. I've seen enough Broncos Super Bowl blowouts where it would have been a lot more fun he, seeing them lose maybe in the final moments than just get completely humiliated.
5: I was going to say you can't get swept in football. You can't. One
3: game sweep, yeah.
6: But yeah, I'd like to see <laughs> them go as far as they can, and uh, and then even if it's heartbreaking,
2: but. Seaton, you what win.
3: about you? Yeah, you got to go as far as you can. Yeah, right? You have to at least be in it. Yeah. If in it to win it. Yeah, if you if you get swept, it feels like just like a loser's way to go about it. Marvin, yeah, I'm going seven games. Yeah, Paulie, this is tough because
5: you forget about sweeps. You 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 don't think about you don't nitpick sweeps because you weren't going to win it. But you're signing up for pain. You're signing up for decades of second guessing. We could have won that series. If but I, I would take seven games and losing mm. at the buzzer, because it, it feels more competitive. But you are signing up for years, and you, let's see, you don't go back to the World Series, or you don't go back somewhere. You know, until the Cubs won the World Series, that '04 Cubs team was like, you thought about it, you thought about it, you thought about it. We could have done this, we could have done that, and you're signing up for decades, maybe a pain. But yes, you got to do it.
3: Yes, right. Would you rather not be nominated at all for a Sports Emmy or be nominated and lose? I'd rather be nominated. Yes. It's kind yeah. of the same
5: thing. We've done both.
3: Well, we yeah. have really no Many choice. Yeah. We have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Could have played better,
2: I guess. And it's a little crushing because the sports Emmys were just a couple of days ago. So it still hurts. Didn't even register. Yeah. Still didn't hurts. even yeah. notice. Well, I did notice some of uh, the people who did win. Oh, whatever. Sports Center. Yeah. Sports Center. Sports Center should win every single year for best daily show. When you think about it, Sports Center is on all the time. You should be able to put together uh, five segments that say, boy, look at what we did on SportsCenter.
3: Isn't it the, the kind of the same thing over and over again, though? It's like a formula that yeah. it's kind of hard to screw up at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean. Oh. <laughs> Coming up on Sports. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like so- when, when they invented it 30 years ago, it was like, dang, this is revolutionary. This is a hell of a show. But now it's kind of like plug and play Uh oh here's where we do the highlights here's where we get some analysis Uh, here's where do we do a funny bit here's where we do yeah paul
5: i mean i don't think i see what seen saying there's a formula to sports center hasn't changed but like a couple years ago i think sports center got nominated during covid when van pelt show did that senior night thing like small colleges and small high schools that got didn't get to finish
2: out the year but but van pelt doesn't do sports center it is technically sports center but it's Still Scott doing his version of SportsCenter.
5: Right. But like his show is nominated, was nominated under the SportsCenter umbrella. So that one was what I thought like, that's invented. That's new.
2: When SportsCenter won back in the mid nineties, when I was there with uh, Keith, we didn't get sports Emmys. The talent didn't get it. We could buy one if we wanted to, but all the coordinating producers, the, uh, APs, they got sports Emmys. And then we're like, uh, we kind of helped you win this thing, didn't we? They go, yep. You want to buy a sports Emmy? like, nah, I don't think so. I'm not bitter. Not bitter at all. Yes, Todd.
6: And they have to do a whole hour show with such a small staff. I don't know how they get that, <laughs> uh,
2: I know. Get that on the when air. When you see the number of people who get sports Emmys for sports Center winning the best daily show, it's hundreds,
3: hundreds of people. That's that's how so many people have Emmys. I know people that have like fifteen Emmys. (laughs) I know. It's like,
2: yeah, yeah. What did you do for that? I don't know. I'm just employed there. Okay, let's take a break.
5: (laughs) Rather (sniffs) lose in painful fashion.
2: Yeah, JJ Reddick will join us coming up next year. We'll get to phone calls. Got our poll question. A lot of things to dive into today. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I walked into the mail room, and there they were, right in front of me. You wanted to grab them. You wanted to touch them. You wanted to taste them. You want to grab my buns. (laughs) King's Hawaiian buns are here.
6: King's Hawaiian buns?
2: Yes, there. What did you think I meant? I don't
6: know. I just got lost in your eyes or something. Well,
2: it's Slider Sunday, but it's going to be Slider Friday. Hawaiian buns a little better than the average. King'sHawaiian.com. You get... Recipe inspiration, all the things that we're going to cook tomorrow, you can go to kingshawaiian.com. Monster Dunk Sliders. Ribeye, some onions on there. Uh, the Hawaiian pretzel slider bun, that should be illegal. So whether you're barbecuing with friends, getting together, watching the big game, or Sunday family dinner, King's Hawaiian wants you to make every Sunday a slider Sunday. Go to your local store and pick up those sweet, fluffy, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite, queen of rock and roll. Tina Turner passing away at the age of 83. Bet $5, win $150 in bonus bets at DraftKings.com. New customers, don't wait. Throw down at least $5 on any pregame money line for a chance to win $150 in bonus bets at DraftKings.com. We're waiting for... J.J. Reddick, ESPN analyst, to join us on the program. So you have the game tonight. Here's the over-unders, in case you're wondering, according to DraftKings. The Miami Heat are getting 8.5 tonight against the Celtics. Do I buy into that point spread? No, because if we've looked at all the other games where Boston was favored and we saw what the end result was. Over-under Jimmy Butler tonight.
7: Marvin? 27.5.
6: Todd. 25 and a
7: half. Seton. 28 and a half.
6: Bloop, bloop. Yeah, man.
7: Nailed
2: it. Over under Jason Tatum tonight, Paul. 28 and a half. Todd.
6: 29 and a half.
2: Seton. 27 and a half. Marvin. Okay.
7: 25 and a half.
6: 30
2: and a half. What? <sighs> Pressure. Over under Jalen Brown tonight. Seton. 17 and a half. Marvin. <laughs>
7: 23 and a half. Paulie. Uh, 24 and a half.
2: Todd. 21 and a half. 22 and a half. Over, under, Al Horford, future Hall of Famer. Six and a half. Marv. Eight and a half. Pauly.
5: Uh, triple single with eight and a half. Ah, uh, nine and a half. Todd. I'm going to go 11 and a half. Seven and a
2: half. Ooh. Ooh. Slap in the face.
3: <laughs> In the base Hall of
2: Famer <laughs> seven and a half points for Al Horford and at the quarter. What, what are they saying? Here? Game five, Al, they call big it big seven and a half, big. Big. Crucial yeah. Crucial seven and a half. When do you get those seven and a half? That's the key. Could be in the final five minutes there. Over under Bam out bio junior, the third Seaton. Uh,
3: 17 and a half. Blow, blow! Yeah! You,
2: you did it, nailed it. Yeah, the Heaters still favorites to win the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, recency bias, but after watching the Celtics, the Celtics we saw last game, that's the way the Celtics were during the regular season. And the way Miami played last game, that's the way Miami was during the regular season. Now can Boston continue to do that? They haven't played well at home. They got a losing record at home in the postseason. And you go back home, and I don't know if Miami views this as a home court advantage for Boston. Yes, Mark?
7: Celtics, the Celtics are taking this. They're gonna have people from the 0-4 Red Sox. They're gonna have people from the Patriots when they came back from '28-3. Mm. They're gonna have the jumbotron, the intro. Dude, dudes. they came back in this game. Dude, dude, they came back in '04. Now, dude, dude, unfinished business. Let's go.
2: Why don't they just hire you? You'll be the
7: hype man. Okay, come on, Celtics fans, get up. All right, Al Hor, he's here. <laughs> Al Hor. Al Hor.
2: Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. There's a Ford in there. Al Horford. Not the way I do it. No. <laughs> uh,
5: <laughs> Taco Fall shows up, gets the crowd, walks in. Yeah.
3: yeah those videos, yeah, where he's doing his arms up. Everybody, get
2: up. Get up. I bring Kurt Schilling back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, bloody sock. Have him full uniform, bloody. Fits him more than you think. <laughs> I I have Jeter and A Rod. I get them seats there just to let them know You're back in town, and we know some bad things happen. Twenty years ago, some you bad. Things somebody happen. to
3: slap something out of A Rod's hand, like when oh. he was.
7: <laughs>
3: Dave
2: Roberts, though, isn't walking through that door, though.
7: Kevin Millar might be, though.
2: Oh yeah, you could get Kevin Millar oh, there. That's a party. Sure you could, but yeah, big poppy there. That 4 team has some characters. Oh, Johnny Damon. Yeah. Uh, that Pedro Martinez. Manny. Yeah, Manny B. Uh-huh. Manny. Gosh, you forget. Like, Manny, Manny was great. You just don't know what was real with Manny. You know, because steroid guy. But he had that ability. You know, right-handed batter. Normally a right-handed hitter, we don't talk about how beautiful their swing is, but Manny had a beautiful swing for a right-handed batter. Normally it's left-handed. Like, they always seem smooth. Oh, look at that. You know, like, Mike Trout has a powerful swing. Shohei Otani has a beautiful swing. <laughs> Griffey. Oh, Griffey might have had the prettiest swing ever. Yeah, Paulie.
5: I remember one time we had Pedro Martinez on, who was a character in his own right. Yeah. And we asked him for, like, a Manny Ramirez story, and he said... He he sent a clubhouse guy out to Manny's car to grab something. He owed Manny Manny owed him a couple hundred bucks, right? So the clubhouse guy comes back with like a gym bag with sixty thousand dollars in it and hand it to Pedro. (laughs) He goes, "Well, it's like two hundred bucks," but he goes, "Just put it back in the glove compartment." And Manny drove around with like sixty grand at all times. Sure,
2: sure. You never know. Yeah, a little pocket change. Yeah, hungry. Yeah, yes, yes.
3: Do baseball players have the best stories? Well, there's so many games, and they have the most time. Like, there's a lot of downtime and a lot of games. Yeah. But baseball players always seem to have good stories. Well, I think you get bored, you know,
2: easily with everything that comes with baseball. You've got to be out there hours before. The game takes hours. Then you go late at night. I had a, a friend who told me, and he was a former player, he said that he had it down to a science. Game ended. Shower, meet with the media, and then last call. And he had he developed great pickup lines. He said, "I had I had you know about fifteen to seventeen minutes where if I got to the bar, I had to have a good pickup line, get a beer, and then maybe I was meeting somebody." Yeah, Paul.
5: So he had the hookup clock. He was ready to yes, go he was. like the pitch clock. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> you know, like thirty minutes, I'm out of here. Yeah, I got last call. <laughs> we got a one a o'clock game tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Hotel bar in fifteen.
2: Yeah. But he, but he said I had to have it down to a science because to get to the hotel bar just in time, hope somebody was still there, and then have a pickup line. Uh, he wasn't a closer, by the way, in case you're wondering uh... what his position was. <laughs> he was a closer, but he, didn't, he wasn't a pitcher. You know what I mean. LOL. Yeah. LOL. You know what I mean. Uh, we'll wait for J.J. Redick. I know that uh, he's got some uh, stuff going on with the mothership, so we're trying to... See if he can squeeze us in today. All right, uh, get a couple of phone calls in here. Gibbs in Virginia Beach is back. Hi, Gibbs. What's on your mind?
6: DP, great to talk to you again. Uh, rest in power to the Queen Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, quick story about that. My father, for some reason, would always
0: uh, take me out to eat when my mother wasn't around, and to the waitress, he would always mention for some reason. Oh, that Tina Turner, those legs, Mm, for no
3: reason whatsoever, but but,
0: great line, I guess. Um, Anyway, uh, to Rob Brindamore, what the reporters were scared to ask, and what they really should have asked was, if you swept them, or you won the games the way they did, would you tell everyone and tell the media that you swept them? If it, if, if, the shoe fit, if it works both ways, did you get swept or did you sweep them in the same fashion?
2: All right. Uh, well, let's play it again. Here's Rod Brindamore, the Carolina Pan- uh, Yes, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, not Carolina Panthers. The Florida Panthers, who
4: uh, won four straight against the Hurricanes. The unfortunate part of this is, that he's going to look back, and everyone's going to say you got swept, and that's not what happened. I watched the game. I'm there. I'm cutting the game. We're, we're in the game. We didn't get, we didn't lose four games. We, we got beat, but it's, you know, we were right there, and this could have went the other way, and this could have been four games the other way. Okay, you lost four in a row, and I know what he's saying.
2: We didn't. When, I, I think the. Uh, He's implying that when you lose four straight, that you had no chance. It's like the Celt- you know Celtics against the Heat. If they had lost the other night, then you'd say they got swept and uh, they didn't play well. The Lakers, they could have won three of those games, but they didn't. They didn't win any of those games. They, they got swept, but they were competitive in that four-game sweep. I think that's what he's trying to say, try to spin it positive that, hey, they beat us, but they barely beat us. But as Gibbs in Virginia Beach just said, if you would ask Rod Brindamore if they had won four in a row against Florida, <laughs> coach, did you sweep the Panthers? I imagine he would say, yes, we did sweep them. Yes, Paul.
5: Brindamore so committed to this uh, line. He's showing up for game five ready to coach. <laughs> like,
2: we didn't get swept.
5: I'm here. I'm ready to play. They're not here.
2: Lucas in Texas. Hey, Luke. Welcome back.
0: Hey, Dan. Actually reporting from the road in uh, western Kansas right now. So, uh... Yeah, um, y'all are talking about mismatched teams and names. And, you know, like I'm a Texans fan and I, there are a lot of teams in the NFL that just, they, they don't even feel like mismatched. It just feels like, you know, workshop by a corporate, uh, advertising team or something. Commanders, Titans, like they just don't really fit, it feels. But I feel like the king of this, like we're just not saying the quiet part out loud. Are we just not going to admit that there aren't really many, any, any lakes in Los Angeles? Like who goes to the lakes out in, in LA?
2: You're right. Uh, they, you know That uh, started in Minneapolis, where you have more lakes than any other place in America. land of 10,000 lakes. Yes. That's kind of
3: the most famous one yes. that people point to. That one or the Jazz? I, I feel like the Lakers. Mm. I mean, you're in the middle of a desert. Uh, it's like the exact opposite of where lots of lakes are. Yes, Paul.
5: I would throw my Chicago Bears in there. I lived in Chicago a big chunk of my life, and I was never threatened by a grizzly or wasn't really talked about in the neighborhood. And I know they kind of modeled themselves after the Cubs. The Cubs were established, but I can't think of any reason to name
2: them the Chicago Bears. So they sort of went in the family of Cubs and Bears,
5: I guess. I, I've, I looked it up, and they changed them. They were the Decatur. But then you had
3: the Blackhawks, and that's Native American. There's all,
5: and Illinois is a you know.
3: Yes, I'm not aware of many lions in Detroit either. While we're well, at it, oh,
5: but. you haven't been there. That's, mm. true. that's, that's true. Fair,
3: fair, <laughs> fair, fair.
5: You don't, yeah, you, you don't have to look for something indigenous to the area. I guess.
2: And like the Oakland A's, the Athletics, no, they're not. Have you seen them play? You can't call them Athletic. And I guess they're they're trying to finalize this stadium where it's going to be 30,000-seat stadium off the Strip in Las Vegas. Oh, like walking distance? I I think they bought 35 acres or they're leasing 35 acres and they're going to build this and it's going to be 30,000-seat stadium for them. But I don't know what you do in the summer. Is is it a dome stadium? Retractable? I'm not sure because it gets a little hot there in the summer. It's heating up in the desert. Yes. Or yes, Paul. You know when there's a home (laughs) run
5: in ballparks, they do things on the scoreboard? You know the sound when you're in a a casino and someone hits on the slots? It's like, ching, 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 ching. That should be the sound the scoreboard plays when someone gets homers. Oh, so many homers. At the A's ballpark. Okay. Go really cliche.
2: Could you do a scoreboard that is a slot machine? Yeah, like it just looks like presents itself that way and then you have the lever that comes down when somebody hits a home run and then All it's right. like maybe the player's you know name comes up Bloop, bloop, bloop.
1: And, you know, I it's don't know when out.
2: Yeah, I don't know when they're gonna homer like they're now what uh ten and ten and forty your A's yeah, I think something like that I mean historically historically bad
5: the a's are ten and forty one they're twenty two games out of first and it's may. They've scored 181 runs and given up 364. Run differential of 183. Yeah, The next worst team in baseball has been outscored by 73 runs, the Royals. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. They they will go down right now as the worst team in baseball history.
2: They're tanking for Victor Wombayama. Right. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> see, that's what people don't know. Hey, we we didn't play well, but we got Victor Wombayama. Oh, we're not going to.
5: Imagine if it. Kyler Murray chose baseball. He'd be knee-deep in his... Career there. Going to
2: Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Ted in Tampa joins us. Hi, Ted. Good morning. What's on your mind today?
6: ADP, hey, hey. Uh, a couple things. I uh, know you're talking about baseball and, and drinking. Uh, nothing comes up higher than David Wells going out getting bombed at a bar and next day throws a perfect game. Uh, and number two, you're talking about right-handed swingers. I think you will agree uh, even though he was a switch hitter, uh, I never saw a better swing than uh, number seven from the Yankees from yeah. the right-handed side of the plate. Yeah,
2: yeah, but still, we focus on left-handed swings. Thank you, Ted. By the way, David Wells got hammered all the time. It's it's not like wow, that's the only <laughs> night he got hammered, and then he uh, pitched a perfect game the next day. <laughs> it's like David David went at it pretty hard all the time. Not. That was a one-time only that he went out and got drunk, and then he pitched a perfect game.
3: Oh, i pitching tomorrow? <laughs> yeah.
5: It's not like Kurt Warner went out on a bender one he, night, and oh, the next day had a great oh, game.
2: Oh. Uh, Brad in Kansas. Hi, Brad. What's on your mind today?
0: How you doing, Dan? Right. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a couple of unrelated questions for you, but uh, one is you always mention about having more uh, uh, safety involved in football helmets. Mm-hmm why do they use the padding on the outside of the helmet during practice and not during a game? All those
2: new practice helmets that uh, yeah,
6: they have kind of a, a mesh-looking, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I think they're trying something out there and uh, give you extra padding instead of inside having it on the outside. I haven't done a deep dive on that, but I have watched them use those during a training camp. Uh, J.J. Reddick will join us coming up next. Play of the Day as well. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
7: All happening in only one place. This league uncut.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
2: PNNBA analyst, former NBA player, J.J. Redick, joining us on behalf of DraftKings. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us there, J.J. Let me ask you the poll question here. I'd rather have my team get swept in a series or lose in dramatic fashion in Game 7.
0: Mm, that's interesting. Lose in seven, of course. Have you had both? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I I was swept when I played against uh, the Heatles when I was with Milwaukee briefly. And I'd much rather lose in seven.
2: (laughs) Well, if you're LeBron and the Lakers, you could have won maybe two or three of those games, but you still got swept. It didn't feel like a sweep. Does that feel like, hey, we had a great season if you're the Lakers?
0: Given where they started and given the amount of time post trade deadline, look, I would be very encouraged if I was the Lakers. There's a way to create some cap space. Uh, They've got to bring Brett back, Austin Reeves. I thought his development this year into a legit, legit uh, half court shot creator, Um, you know, you could run offense through him. I thought that was a huge development. And, you know, LeBron, you know, I'm assuming he's going to have some sort of surgery and rehab from that. So maybe he's not fully 100% when the season starts, but there's enough to build on this, this, based on this, this season and this postseason run. But yeah, you're right. That series was, look, you got to give Denver credit because they're the better team. They have the best player in the world. They closed out games, ridiculous shot making down the stretch, key stops in game four. You got to give them credit. Uh, but the Lakers aren't that far off.
2: Uh, we had uh, Tim Legler on yesterday. He said It doesn't matter who's going to play the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to win because there is nobody who's come up with a game plan to stop Joker. What do you think of that?
0: I think that's accurate. Um, and it's interesting. The last seventeen games of the season, they went seven ten. They sat some guys out. They had a couple multiple multi game losing streaks. And it didn't feel like they had that momentum, so to speak, going into the playoffs. And then within a couple games in the playoffs, you're kind of looking around and you're like, wait a minute, this team is really good. And by the end of the Phoenix series, it's, it's pretty clear that they were playing better than anyone else in the playoffs. And it's not just Jokic, the game plan. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a game plan to stop the Jokic Murray two-man game, whether that's dribble handoffs or whether that's pick and rolls. Um, they inverted the pick-and-rolls at the end of Game 3. They ran Murray as the screener and Jokic as the ball handler. They scored on every play. Uh, it, they, they present so many problems, and there's no good answer.
2: I said this to Legler. I thought that the MVP of that series against the Lakers was Jamal Murray. I knew what to expect out of Jokic. Murray, though, felt like he went back to the bubble and his version, Um You know, do we sort of take Joker for granted that he's going to give you a triple-double, but Jamal Murray can help you win a title?
0: Jokic was the MVP, but Murray, the greatest thing that Michael Malone said, I was calling one of their games earlier in the playoffs, and he referred to Jamal Murray as the other superhero, and I think that's accurate, where... Look, you have star players. They need a Robin. A Batman needs a Robin. You also need some Alfreds. Um, Occasionally, you might need a Catwoman. Um, Sometimes you need Lucius Fox to step in. But Jamal Murray is a true Robin. He's a true number two, reliable, can get you a bucket on his own, can play the two-man game with with Jokic. And I I keep going back to this. You know, when you talk about duos in the NBA, the best duos always complement each other. And those two guys complement each other in spades.
2: Well, do Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum complement each other?
0: Absolutely not. I mean, I've said this, how much two-man action can you run with those guys? The problem is those two guys are going to be guarded by the two best wing defenders. So anything you do with the two of them is just going to be a switch. Whereas with a Jokic-Murray pick-and-roll or a Draymond-Steph pick-and-roll, you've got a lot of uh possible answers and none of them are really good
2: we're talking to j.j reddick the uh former nba player and now analyst for the mothership up for uh at least one coaching vacancy it feels like uh what where where did this come from wanting to maybe be a head coach
0: (laughs) well i mean you certainly uh you certainly miss the competitive side of professional basketball when you retire and that's probably the biggest itch. Um, I'm loving what I'm doing right now. And I'm in a, a very fortunate situation that I um, can kind of wait and just see if there's anything that materializes that's, that's, uh, that's sort of a perfect fit. Um, but, you know, I've, I've talked with teams now going on a year about assistant jobs and, um, I'm interested in being a head coach. I don't. I don't have to start as a head coach. I don't have to start as an assistant. It doesn't matter to me. It's more just about the the fit and the the people that are, you know, at the organization.
2: Um, the John Morant situation, JJ. That this yeah. is the second go around. It feels like there's anger, but then there's also of you know maybe there's something else here. How does the NBA approach it a second time around with John Morant?
0: Um. Again, I don't I'm not privy to the conversations between Adam and Ja and and Jaw's team. so I, I don't want to like speculate on that. Um, I would just say it's very clear that there needs to be structure in place, protocols in place, requirements in place, um, you know whether that is talking to someone. I mean I'm, I'm someone that's been very open about my own mental health and my own uh, forays into therapy and performance coaching and all of that. And you know, I think we all need it. And it doesn't matter if you're 23, 33, 63. There, there's always some self improvement you can get. And in Jaw's case, um, you know, I, I think having structure, having protocols, having required, having a clear understanding of consequences. Which it didn't sound like after Adam and Malika talked at the at the draft lottery, it didn't sound like there was necessarily sort of a clear thing. It was more just about dealing with the first incident and coming up with a, with a, 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 a punishment there. Um, and I'm not, I'm not condoning Ja. I've, I've said this a million times. I'm not condoning the behavior. He either deserves to be some punishment in place. And you have to recognize that he's potentially one of the faces of the new NBA. Once LeBron and Steph age out at some point, whenever that may be, you yeah
2: uh final 30 seconds you're the gm of the lakers and the one move you need to make in the offseason is um
0: in some ways you, first of all you, you Hachimura and and reeves need to come back you need to figure out way to bring them back and if you can create enough cap space i think upgrading at the point guard position is probably it and i don't know that the solution is Kyrie irving because uh, to get to probably his number, you you've got to relinquish some depth. And as we found out in the playoffs, you know, you're only as good as your weakest link. And and that's where I think a team like the Denver Nuggets, when they went to this eight man rotation, seven man rotation at times in the conference finals, they don't have a weak link. You know, they have interchangeable parts when they go to their bench. Bruce Brown has been awesome. So I don't know that you want to give up a ton of depth to go out and sign a max-level point guard, but that's the position of me where I think they could make some headway. Safe
2: travels. Great to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us. J.J. Reddick joining us on behalf of DraftKings. One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan in the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show.